Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. And this is the third episode of the About 2021 Preparation Series. As we approach the new year, I want to help you get started on the right foot and with the right perspective. So for the rest of the year, I'm going to be coming out with episodes talking about things that I think are important in general, but since we're at the end of a year, we might as well just put them in play now to get started on the right foot. This week, we will be talking about redefining your metrics for success. And if I'm being honest with you guys, this isn't the topic that I initially wanted to talk about this week, but I was dragged by one of my mentors when I told him that one of my goals for next year, before I get into the goal, mind you, I only am setting three goals for the year. And each of these goals are rooted goals that if they're accomplished, they're going to produce fruit in every single other area of my life that is very important to me. So I went, instead of looking for the outcome, I went to the route that will provide those outcomes. So with that being said, one of my three goals, so a third of my goals for this year, I told him it was to quadruple or quintuple my followership on social media and also my listeners on my podcast. And when I told him, I was like, mm, this is this is good. I'm proud. <laughs> I'm excited about this. He's going to be so impressed. And instead, his immediate response was, why? <laughs> and I was like, Bruh, really? And then he said that I need to create my own metric of what is important in my work. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And we, we continued the conversation and went deeper and deeper, which is a little bit of what I'm going to talk to you guys about today. And then actually a few days ago, one of my longest, oldest friends sent me a voice note and she was talking about marriage and the fact that her and I are wanting to be married. And she said that in thinking about wanting to be married and, and all of that jazz, it's important to understand the reasons why we want to be married. And is it because we truly want to, is it because we want a partner? Is it because we want financial stability? Is it because our parents say we have to, is it because we want to have kids maybe, and we don't want them out of wedlock? Like what are the reasons truly behind or what are the motivations behind why we want to do this thing, right? And what makes it important to us? And the reason why she said that's important, which I absolutely agree with, is because us and our future partners need to be on the same page with regards to why we want to be married. If one person wants to be married because joining finances together will give you more buying power in the market, and the other person wants to be married um, for companionship but doesn't believe but believes in living separate financial lives. I think these are conversations that need to be had. So this really just got me thinking about metrics and a metric is a unit of measurement and we apply metrics consciously and subconsciously to every single thing we do. We measure things, we gauge their importance, we we determine how much effort we're going to put in or lack thereof. We prioritize things based on various metrics in our lives, right? Um, we measure what feels good, what we want, 
we measure what we have action about and also what we have inaction about. So how we move and how we don't. So in preparation for 2021, and as I said, for life in general, it's beneficial to figure out what our metrics are and really get to a point where we create our own metrics. And just going back to the conversation I had with my mentor with regards to my goals, I ended up changing that goal from quadrupling my followership to creating consistent and honest work in in everything I do. So if that means posting on social media, I'm only going to post consistently when it's honest to me, not what other people think. Like, as you guys probably know, when you're, when the marketing people or whomever tell you that they tell you that if you want to increase your social media following, how you do it is that you post three times a day. I am not built for that. <laughs> and if I did post three times a day, it would be two and a half pieces of trash. Like I could maybe get half of one of the posts to be something I believe in, you know? So that metric is if I were to operate in that metric, it would be outside of myself because I don't even believe in that measurement. So I'm not even going to be able to do what I should. Right. So that's why I switched over my goal to being honest and consistent, honest first, because consistency is lovely and nice, but I don't want to consistently put out crap. (laughs) Like it doesn't make any sense to me and that's not what I want to do. So I switched around. So shout out to him for telling me that, although it's like, bruh, thought I was on the right track but you know that's why you need people in your life your wise men to redirect you back on the right track but with that being said the question now becomes how do you create your own metric and the the first thing you need to do and this is pretty much the only thing you need to do but it it breaks down into subsections is that you need to get to the core of what is important to you you, 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 that's the, that is the key word, right? And what you need to do to figure that out is that you need to silence all the other voices. And that is packaged into a nice, beautiful sentence that sounds pretty easy to comprehend. But in truth, it is extremely hard because we've been hearing so many voices for so long some so long that we think they're our own even though they're not right we've been hearing media's voice since since we were kids we've been hearing our family's voice we've been hearing our cultural voices we've been hearing religious voices all of these voices telling us what to do and your parents have been instilling things in you for the majority of your formative years for the most part on average for most of us and Some of these things we've been hearing for so long that they've been internalized to the point that we maybe think we want them for ourselves, right? And what I've found is the best way or the way that I use to really silence those voices is a three-step mental exercise. Three simple steps and then based on the results of the steps, you you, you do different things, right? So the first step is to take something that you feel is important to you, right? <laughs> this could be anything. Since I, since my goal was um, revolving around social media and my work, let's just go with that or we'll also, or I'll probably switch between that and the marriage 
example because those were the two examples that read me into delivering this message to you guys today, right? So take something that you feel is important to you. So I feel that it is extremely important for me to be married by... 32, let's just say hypothetically speaking, right? And then the second thing you need to do is consider the external influences involved in it. Why do I need why do I feel I need to be married by 32? Because society says that the older women get, the more undesirable they get. So I want to get married while I'm still desirable, let's say, right? I want 10,000 followers on social media because if I have 10,000 followers on social media, people will take me more seriously for my work or believe my work is more important because I have this external cosign of people following and listening into what I do, right? On the marriage one as well, I want to be married by 32 because people say that women's biological clock starts to get tick faster and faster. <laughs> and if I want to have four kids and I don't want them to all be a year apart, I need to get married by 32 so I could have my first one at 33 and every other year till I'm 40, I'm going to keep having them. Right. And my biological clock is ticking and it's going to become a danger to my life if I do not get married and start by then. Right. And External factor number two for business, I want to quadruple because then maybe I'll be able to monetize or if I go to these companies, they'll think I'm legit because people follow me. So that's step number two, right? Consider the external influences involved in it. And for some situations, there might be a bunch of external influences involved in it. And for others, there not there might not be much. And take a moment to consider the fact that just because there are external influences doesn't mean there aren't internal ones too, right? Like I want to be married. I want to increase my, my listenership and my engagement because I feel like I have a great message and I would love for people to hear it. And I would love for more people to hear it because it's a great message, right? (laughs) So the third step on this mental exercise is to remove them one by one and see if the importance still stands, right? So with social media, if, if I feel like I need to quadruple my followership so that companies take me seriously, if I get, uh, an endorsement from a company today while I have 200 followers, will I still be aiming for that? No, I probably wouldn't, right? And with regards to marriage, if if there's a new study that comes out and says that women can have babies till 65 years old, will I still need to be married come hell or high water by 32? Probably not because then I can just go hustle and build a better life and make more money and then ensure that I set the proper foundations for my family, right? So you need to... What you need to do is remove them one by one and see if the importance still stands. So take away the deciding factor in the external influence. And if you remove that, does that thing still, do you still care to do that thing? Does it still matter to you? Like if we remove the pressure, if I decide, oh, I only want one kid now and not, and not four, will I still feel that pressure to get married at 32? Maybe not. 
will I still want to get married? Yeah, because that's something I still want, right? But the the pressures that we're putting on ourselves and the metrics and the measurements of when we feel things are necessary is what we're really looking at and what we're trying to break down, right? So those are the three steps to doing that mental exercise. It's not easy. And you're going to probably discover that a lot of the way you look at things is heavily influenced by our external environment and external metrics and that's that's a part of life it's not something to be ashamed of it's not something to be sad or to feel like I'm a robot they got me the system's got me no this is this is how it happens on social media they put those likes there so that you can be attracted to the likes so that you can feel confirmation from the likes and they condition you to want to do things to get those likes and they become addictive like this is the system that's been built right like you're not in a situation you're not the only person going through this the only difference between you and some other people going through this is that you are making a decision that you want different for yourself right and like this is the same thing with careers like wanting to go to law school, for example, wanting to become a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer. For those of you who got triggered by that trilogy, it's probably because you have immigrant parents, most likely African, who have ingrained, you know, my English, it's a struggle, ingrained that trilogy into your life, right? So you you grow up and they're telling you, become a doctor, become a lawyer, become an engineer. And before you know it, you're applying to these jobs. You don't even care about it, but you're just doing it because you think it's the thing that needs to be done. There's no passion behind it. But if you were to remove that metric of your parents seeing that that's what's going to bring them pride, would you still do your LSAT? Would you still study for 18 hours a, um, a day to do your MCAT? Probably not. And if the answer is no, then it's an external metric. If the answer is yes, when you remove all of these things, that the three steps tell you to do if you work through those three steps and I'd suggest working through it on a piece of paper I'll include those three steps in the show notes just to help you guys along if it's something you want to do but if your or if the importance still stands at the end of you removing all the external factors then chances are this is a personal metric Um, metric it's something that is important to you you believe in the way it's formulated and it comes from the inside it's not influenced or pushed or confirmed by external people right but if it doesn't stick and if it no longer holds then chances are you're operating in or you're operating with an external metric And if you are using an external metric, what you need to do is ask yourself what you truly care about and what will make you feel full and fulfilled. If nothing mattered but your pride in yourself and your peace of mind, what would you be doing? How would you go about it? And this is really like when I was talking to my mentor, this is what really stuck out to me because I'm like, why do I why do I want that? What do I actually want? I want people to see my work, to listen to my podcast and make a change or resonate or have it activate something in them. And if I were to be able to get one person to tell me that, damn, your work just really activated something in me and it just shook me into the right direction or because reading your poetry helped me work through something, 
I would take those personal emails and those personal confirmations any and every single day over a thousand followers who, who like my stuff but don't comment and are probably just there because it seems cool and Instagram suggested it to them. And when I realized that, I'm like, what makes me feel at peace? What makes me feel at peace truly is knowing that my work is touching somebody. Would it be nice if it was touching a bunch of somebody's? <laughs> Absolutely. We're not going to sit here and lie. But if it's touching one person and that one person is being taken in the right direction and God is using me as a mouthpiece to do that, I want that every single day over the quadruple growth, right? So you need to really figure out what you're doing something for. And if everything else were to go missing, would you still be doing it for that reason, right? And what happens is that you'll end up being so surprised at how much better your work and what you put out there will resonate with people because you're doing what you feel like instead of doing what you're being told you should. If I were to be posting three times a day on social media for you guys, I would lose all my followers along with my mind <laughs> because I would not be able to do it. And people will tell you, this is how you get it done. This is how you get it done. But it's important to figure out what you want and what's important. And w when you peel away and you block all those other noises and you dissect it and you really get to the core of who you are, that is how you figure out what your metric is and how you want to measure your success, how you want to measure your impact, how you want to measure your importance and how you want to measure your work and how you want to measure your life in general, right? Like anything you want to do, this is how you figure out the core of it. Because if you're doing what people are telling you to do and you do get that success that's been glorified or objectified as what we should be doing, what's going to happen is that you're going to have it and you're still not going to be happy. You're going to think you should be because everyone's happy for you. Damn, you hit 10K followers. That's crazy. Damn, you got married. That's crazy. But you're not going to be happy. And their congratulations and their accolades and their applause will be beautiful in the moment that it's there. But when it's gone and you're by yourself, you still will not be satisfied because you have not done things based on what you believe is important because you didn't even get to the root of discovering what you actually think is important. So that's why it is of the utmost importance. I just said important way too many times to figure out what your personal metric is. And the second part of how you create your own metric is that once you figure out what it is, once you've done all that internal work, once you've peeled back all the layers and gotten to the core, you move in the confidence of this knowing no matter how hard. Because understanding what your purpose is, understanding what your metric is, is liberating, yes, but just because you know it doesn't mean it's not going to be, it doesn't mean it's going to always be easy to move in it. People are going to say you have great stuff, post more often, or everybody's waiting for your voice on this and you're not ready to give your voice on it yet. And because people are telling you to, you feel this pressure that, oh, maybe I should say something. If you're not ready, don't say nothing. Wait around, wait around for what's important to you. Wait around for your voice to be ready. Wait around for your soul to be ready. Wait around for your maturity to be ready. Do things in your own time, right? Because it might seem like a slow process, but it'll pay off. And as I always 
tell you guys, authenticity is what sticks. We see so many photocopies of an original and they're just so unbecoming because why would I want a photocopy when the original is available? And sometimes you'll see people who do things and you're like, why, why are people so drawn to them? Like, this is weird. This is off, but it's because it's authentic. And you as consumers know that you can smell the BS from a mile away. So what makes you think that when you're putting BS out there, people aren't going to smell it? They will, friends. <laughs> so let's do what what we truly feel comf- um, comfortable in and operate and move in that, right? So just another recap of the three steps to the mental exercise to finding your own metric is one, take something that you feel is important to you to consider the external influences involved in it and three remove them one by one and see if the importance still stands so yes that is the episode for today i hope it really resonates and i hope that that hits home as we're entering into this new year Let's do things on our terms. Let's figure out what our terms are so that we can move in that confidently. And with that, the words of the week, well, yeah, with that, (laughs) the words to live by for this week are move or be still in your truth. And the most important part is the be still. There is absolutely nothing wrong with waiting around till it feels right to you you move or you don't move. It's absolutely up to you. Do it in your belief. And some people will question your stillness in moments, but it's okay. It's not their vision to see. You know, I always make my glasses analogy. If someone were to put on your prescription, they wouldn't be able to see because it wasn't made for them, right? So be still in your truth. Move in your truth. Just make it, make it, right to you because at the end of the day that's who you're doing this for and when you're doing something from a place of honesty truth and confidence in yourself that is how you're going to be able to resonate with people because if you don't even have it together for yourself if you if you don't even believe in yourself if you don't believe what you're talking about how do you really expect anybody else to believe it right so That is the words to live by for this week. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. If you're loving this podcast and loving everything it's about, I would love it for Christmas. If you guys would share it with three friends, leave a review and leave a five-star rating. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing day.